ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 72 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. I am your host, Rocky Pacella at Dynasty FF Addict on Twitter, and got got both co-hosts with me here tonight. Uh, we're trying to do this every so often. Uh, Going to be a great show. Got to doing a whole bunch. We haven't. I don't think we've done this since uh, before either of you guys came on. We're going to be doing a whole bunch of find me trades, multiple leagues, multiple teams, uh, some of our own teams. It's going to be a fun night. But uh, let me just uh, remind everybody who I'm co-hosting with. It's uh, Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. Andrew, how you doing tonight? I say it every week, but there's football on. I'm doing good. It's a good week. Anytime is a good time to talk football with you guys, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and and I feel like we've come on a lot. To, you know, we do this Thursday night, so it's during the game, and a lot of times we're in the middle of a, a of a good game or a good matchup. I, I'm not too worried about that tonight. Me neither. <laughs> Patriots, yeah. Falcons. I don't think anybody gives a damn about it's thirteen nothing. Who cares? And uh, my my other co-host, uh, I'm going to call him Nostradamus. Uh, <laughs> If you uh, saw him maybe on Twitter or if you listened to the show last week, uh, he on Thursday night we record. Uh, I wasn't here last week, but he 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 basically predicted uh, Robert Woods ACL injury, and the next day is when it came out. Uh, so so Scott, what do you what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, I, this has been <laughs> all week. I've been talking to people about this. It's it's crazy. Um, you know it really the simplest way i can say it is it, it was the only was the only thing that made sense in my mind as to why the rams would pursue obj and why obj would be interested in signing there and so whether they knew he had a knee injury prior um or not i mean you know we'll probably never know but maybe that'll be a story in 20 years you know they they go on to win the super bowl and they'll be like well actually what happened that year was you know i mean i could definitely see that but honestly, there's no upside for the Rams. It, you know, to me, it was only it was only downside. So I didn't understand it, and that was the only way I could wrap my mind around it. So I said what I said, but it sucks because I love Woods and I have a lot of Wood shares. So not helping me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was crazy. That was funny how on the next day uh, it got. Yeah, I think. Uh, Last week's guest Dave put it out on Twitter that you, that you predicted it, but I, I think yeah, I, I think they I think they must have known. It's 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 kind of crazy that it just happened to work out that way. They must have known something was up with the knee. Uh, they might not have known he had a torn ACL, or maybe it wasn't torn until that next day at practice. But the, they knew he had something going on. It was 
I agree with you. It made no sense to me as well. Why would Odell want to want to go there uh, after his, all his issues with getting targets in Cleveland? Well, and then there was the whole uh, like Deshaun Jackson leaving thing, right? Like there was all this drama. Deshaun Jackson's like, I'm not getting targets. I'm out of here. And then they get really aggressive at what felt like the last minute to go get, you know what I mean? Like to go get OBJ and add that drama to the locker room. Like they wouldn't have done that on a whim. You know, like I, I get that they don't like draft picks, but this didn't involve any of that. This was literally them just being like, let's go pay this guy money off the bench. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't think of it at all until Scott said it. And then the, obviously we all saw the news the next day. And thinking back, I, Scott was exactly right. It's like there had to have been something. There had to be like there was a knee injury. He tweaked his knee and it just they didn't do the tests on it until later in the week. And they were like, man, what if if it's bad, we need to get somebody. So it, it worked. That's all that matters. I, we'll see if it works. I guess I can't say it worked yet. Right. It's still too soon. Right. And you guys you guys talked a lot about that last week. So we'll move on here. Uh, get right into the uh, the injuries. And uh, I'm going to try and not get uh, too far into the weeds with too many of these because we have a lot of a lot of trading to get to tonight. So I'm going to start with because this happened. This is the first thing that happened because it happened uh, prior to the games this week. Was Julio, but after our last show, Julio Jones went to the IR with his hamstring issue. I, I kind of, I, I have way too many Julio shares that I did not get out of. <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought, I, I, I thought he was going to have a good year this year, and, and I, I thought, you know, he did have. I think it was hamstring issues last year too, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. So I thought, I thought he produced opposite of AJ, and he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, is is there can you get any like if even if he comes back and produces a little bit like even like he had a 6 128 game earlier this year if he does that can you get anything for him or is his value just dust at this point you couldn't get anything for him that's why he's dying on our rosters because you <laughs> couldn't get anything for him before this so yeah it's it's over it's over just if you're contending and he can play great if he comes back and has another game like that, I mean, I guess get whatever you can. I mean, is it? Are we at that point where you're just like, hey, I'll take a third? Just to, I was just going to ask that. Would you move him for a third? If, if I'm not can. competing, yeah, yeah, that's that's where I'm at too. I think if if I'm even if I'm contending or I'm in the middle, I don't like thirds. Like third round picks are kind of ridiculous anyway. They're just as bad as fourths. They just look different. You know what I mean? Like they're they're so risky. Like it's so rare that those pay off. So I have no problem at all sending a third for pretty much anybody except for Nikhil Harry at this point, just because I, I mean, he's producing tonight, but again, that guy I'm done with him. Uh, <laughs> but I'm saying like, if I could get, if I could get Julio on my roster for third, eh, I'm okay with that. Cause again, you're not risking anything at that point. Maybe he does come back. Maybe he blows up a week or two. Maybe he sits on your bench and just, you remind, you remember the good days. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just good karma and he's just riding your bench, taking you to a title. I don't mind that either. It's doing more than a third. You know what I mean? Like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I am probably gonna hold on my competing teams. I, I yeah, like you said, thirds are inconsequential. So I I don't know if he's gonna die on my roster. Whatever. Uh, I I'd rather try and get uh, get some points out of him maybe before the end of the year. Uh, I, I still think there's potential there. Like you said, he did show it in that one game. Uh, he's just not been healthy, and it's been all year. But uh, the next injury would be Aaron Jones had the MCL sprain out one to two weeks, and this is this is pretty interesting to me because of AJ Dillon. Uh, are, I'll start with you, Andrew. Are you guys uh, are you 
interested in pursuing AJ Dillon? Is that, or is it just more if you have him, you're looking to sell him? If you don't have him, you're you're fine leaving him. Well, away. I feel like now is maybe the worst time to try to trade for him, right? Like now the injuries happen, you're you're going to be paying a premium if you trade for Dillon now. I mean, I I definitely am interested, but. I feel like the window slammed shut on this one, right? Now he's going to be a starter. Even the only way that it could get back to normal is that Jones misses two weeks. He doesn't go on IR and Dylan has a very subpar two weeks while Jones is out. Maybe that window reopens when Jones comes back where Dylan managers are like, you know what? I, he had his chance. He didn't produce. I'm out. That's probably your only chance on this. I'm not definitely not trading for Dylan at this point, but I'm more than willing to trade him away for the right price. I mean, again, this is a the classic sell before he screws you over kind of thing. Because honestly, Dylan is a good talent. They they invested a lot on him, but Jones is that back. He's going to be the guy. So even if it's just two weeks, some teams need that. And I know Dynasty, it's kind of hard to look at the short term. Sometimes you just want to focus on the long. But man, there, there are definitely leagues where one or two wins at this time of year can really make or break my whole season. And I'm like, you know, if I can, if I can overpay for Dylan a little bit, I'm willing to do it, but I'm probably not going to end up doing it because the, the long term is just not worth it. So it, it always depends on value. It all comes back to cost, but now, I'm, I'm, if anything, I'm sending Dylan. I'm not. I'm not receiving Dylan. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and and with the the Dylan Aaron Jones thing, I mean, Aaron, they can't get out on Aaron Jones even if they want to until after next year at, at a reasonable price. Right. So so yes, Aaron Jones is still going to be the guy there for another year and a half. Uh, Scott, are you? Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on AJ Dylan in general? And would you? What would you if you were selling him? What would would you? Do it for a second, or would you be looking? Would I obviously be looking for a first? But would would it you not sell unless it was a first? Or because I know there are people out there who are AJ Dillon truthers that that, that love AJ Dillon and think he can command more work in this backfield just because he's so good. Yeah, that's not me. Um, I didn't love <laughs> I didn't love AJ Dillon. Um, just like watching him in college, it was like he's so big. But you know, like you watch a big guy run, like and it's like you know just those big backs the way they just run over people right but that's not how he runs like it's <laughs> just like he's big but he doesn't really run like a big back um so you know i don't know if he if he can't truck people in college how's he gonna do it in the nfl but again in that offense i mean it's built for his running style and we've seen him get the volume and produce when jones is out so uh, I do have a couple shares. Um, he's actually kind of a guy that I've been trying to earlier this season. I was trying to get a little bit of him just to just to have a few shares. And just because just for this situation, Aaron Jones injury, I can plug him in and, and he's going to be a stud. I grabbed him in Scott Fishbowl, I think, in like 10th or 11th round. And I was like, listen, if Jones goes out, here we go. Right. Um, and especially with Kylan Hill out for the season. There's really nobody else there. So I knew he would have a role. I knew he would get work the way they used Jamal Williams the last few years. Um, so I'm really not, I'm not selling him. But the bigger thing to me is, like you said, Aaron Jones' contract, he has not, he has almost 10 million dead cap next year. He has almost six, or he has six and a half million dead cap in 23. So unless that cap starts catching up, like from the COVID year where it didn't go up, um, if that starts bumping up significantly and they're like, okay, at this point we can get rid of him instead of paying him 20 million, they, they could, but he's there for at least one more year. And the thing is, we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be. So to me, I'm just like, listen, Jones has the kind of the career path of 
uh, like Kareem Hunt almost, right? Where he could he could actually fall into that role of like Dylan's more the first down back. Um, Aaron Jones gets a couple series, he gets the third down work, and that offense, regardless, they're they're gonna use the you know, LaFleur's gonna be there at least a couple years, I would guess, based on his early success. So whether Rodgers is there or not, it might be a buying opportunity for Aaron Jones. If Dylan comes out and he just crushes these games, then you can go to the Jones owner and be like, man, that, that guy's the future. <laughs> and we don't know where Rogers is going to be next year and all that stuff. And you can see if you can pick up Jones for cheap. Cause well, he yeah. can plug in and he'll probably get you points for the next couple of years. Not a bad idea. I, I just was pulling, I was pulling the trade finder. Cause I was really curious to see if there are some recent Dylan trades, kind of like what we were just talking about there. And some of these are, are kind of blowing my mind. I'll be honest. Like, there's one just this it can't this makes no sense. AJ Dillon for CJ Uzama straight up. What? <laughs> like See, those are no sense. Those are the you scenarios the where it could be like a contract league. It's a safe or league's like dynasty. So they're, they're, oh. I don't think they do that. But oh. the other ones here's another even one with the think. hefty premium. I, I and I'm not even a big AJ Dillon guy, but I'm not selling him for CJ Uzama. See, agreed. But then the other end of the spectrum, I've got Thanks. AJ Dillon for Miles Sanders and a 22 first. I'm not doing that. I'm not well, paying I'm that. Selling Dylan I'm, I'm, for yeah, that. I'm selling him for that's that. That's what I mean. Like that's the that. exact opposite end of the spectrum. Like I would gladly pay CJ Uzama, and I will gladly send AJ Dylan. Imagine turning CJ Uzama into Miles Sanders in a first. Now, granted, those are two different leagues, but that's where the wild valuation <laughs> is just all over the place right now. So, I mean, again, if you if if your league if you're listening to this and it's you know not quite into your trade deadline, you still got maybe a week or so. That's the kind of thing. Just send an offer. See if you have Dylan. Send an offer crazy high. There was another one that was uh, Derek Gore in a first. I mean, A.J. Dillon for a first, it doesn't sound that crazy. I might like the first on some rebuilding teams. Like we were just talking about, Dylan may not have much of a role. I mean, and I don't know. If I'm if I'm rebuilding, that first is only going to go up. So I don't know. I just This whole thing is nuts. I do like the idea, too, of buying Jones if you can, if you can find a, a manager that's just frustrated with him because – he had what, like one or two good games earlier in the year, and then he's been kind of meh all season. His like touchdowns have been down. Yeah, and he's just been kind of you know not that dominant, right? He's been like an RB two kind of player, and some some managers are looking at him and they're rebuilding, and they're like, you know what, I'm out. He's too injury prone, whatever. I mean, it's I always say this too. I be the most active manager in your league. Send offers for everybody like this. You never know what you're going to find. You can. I, there have been trades that I have pulled off where I send a trade blind, where I don't do any messaging or nothing. I just send a trade like here's a starting point. And the guy accepts, and I'm like. Works for me. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of what you hope for. So yeah, get out there and shop. You never know. Yeah. I, I love the idea of trying to buy Jones low. I'm glad Scott brought that up. I don't know if even people even realize it in PPR. He's, he's RB six. Yeah. Right now. So, yeah. <laughs> and he's not he's scoring been, touchdowns. Yeah. So imagine if those come back. Oh he's man. Been better than I think most people think that, that don't, at least that don't. Uh, so yeah, I love the idea of trying to buy him. Uh, I, I believe we were talking on Trade Addicts earlier this week about his value might might be as low as a as a first, like a single first right now. Oh, it's um, yeah, Jones it's for Keyshawn Vaughn and a twenty-two first. So yeah. basically, a twenty-two first. Aaron Jones for three twenty-two seconds. Aaron <laughs> Jones for Leonard Fournette in a second. Aaron yeah. Jones for Daryl Henderson and Jamal Agnew. Yes, do all of those. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, on all of them. Yeah, I, I love I'm when we talk curious. like this because people then inevitably will say, no, not in my league. And I'm like, dude, I'm just reading what's happening. I'm just I showing know. you what's like, like, we're not telling you it's going to happen. I'm saying go try. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you never know. Never know. 
I like I remember I a couple of weeks ago I, and, and I got uh, an offer to me of of Jalen Hurts for a single first uh, and the third. I mean, to me that was a no brainer in Superflex. Wow. And then yeah, exactly. This was kind of around the time. This was like before the Detroit game, um, and everyone was talking about how bad he was. And Min- I think Flacco had just uh, gotten traded, and Minshew might be starting. And I think they were worried. They wanted to get out before it was too late. And I, I I think he's pretty much at this point the way he's played the last year they've kind of taken the ball out of his hands but the way he's played the last three games I think he's probably locked in as the starter for at least twenty one and and that's a team I that's uh, my TA nine team where I'm I'm uh, ten and zero just saying um, and mm. and he had to find a way to get that in there okay. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so I, I, that was a no brainer to me. I, you know, I don't like to pay up for quarterbacks, but if you're going to give me one, that's, uh, you know, a, a top five, six quarterback at the time for, for one single first, essentially. And, and plus a third, that, that was a no brainer, but, uh, we'll move on to the next injury, which is also Eagles related with Dallas Goddard, uh, in the concussion protocol. And it sounds like he's still not practicing, uh, I mostly just uh, brought this up to to mention just to bring up Goddard and and kind of get your guys' thoughts on him. He's kind of in that that weird tier where he's you know he's more than than a CJ Uzama or a Dan Arnold or or one of or you know one of those guys people that everyone has high hopes for. And but I'm not sure he's ever a guy that's going to be a difference maker. So uh, you know the the injury is what it is. I, I'm sure he'll probably be back next week, if not this week. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on Dallas Goddard as a dynasty asset. Well, I mean, so. I'll, I'll go first here. I think, in my opinion, Goddard is is uh, one of those prime candidates where his trade value might be more than his production value, um, where he's getting a little bit of overhype. He's getting a little bit of uh, he's still got the name cachet, right? They they traded Ertz. Goddard's the guy that that mentality is still kind of sitting around. And I know in some leagues, there are teams that are just not doing well at tight end at all. Right. And they're starting guys like Tyler Conklin, who's pretty much the same guy, but has no name cachet, right? Conklin's the opposite Conklin's production over trade value, right? You could probably send a fourth and get Conklin, but you'd have top, you know, what top 15 tight end. I mean, that's in all honesty, if you don't have one of the top three or four, who cares at that point? Like, what are you trying to do? So like, in my opinion, I'd much rather trade like, Conklin in a second for Goddard you know what I mean like one of those kind of trades where you might be able to pull something like that off just based on name value alone I know a lot of Philly fans like like you rock you're very optimistic you're very positive people none of you talk I'm entirely kidding entirely kidding (laughs) Uh, most Philly fans are like that's it we're done this guy's a bum and he's out right so you might be able to get him on the cheap too so I mean again it, it just depends on what your league's all about but I think Goddard is one of those guys you might be able to get a lot in a trade and and maybe be happy about because he's not doing much on your team that's just that's all there is to it uh, i'm kind of with you there because yeah he's also in a in a contract here so we don't even know what his situation is going to be moving forward and his situation now is not necessarily ideal i i i mean i mean he's one of the top two targets at this point but the if they stick with what they've been doing and they've been successful so i see no reason they're going to go away from it anytime soon they've been running the hell out of the ball uh, the last few games and, and doing it well. 
and basically trying to limit her. It's so bizarre. Like the first six games or whatever it was, they were having Hertz pass constantly. And they had a game where they only had three running back rushing attempts earlier this year. That's how bad it was. And now it's just nonstop. They lose Miles Sanders and they decide to run. But <laughs> but just given the they low hate Miles volume, Sanders, <laughs> just given the low volume uh, of what it seems like it's going to be. It, and even if they like, it's not like they're going to be forced to go away from it. Most likely the rest of this year, either. If you look at their schedule, they are playing the giants twice. They are playing Washington twice. They are playing the jets. So th- they're not going to be in a lot of games where we're like, Oh man, we have to pass to catch up here. So uh, I just think that the low volume, he's not going to put up n- big numbers this year that, that everyone was hoping for. And next year, we don't know what it's going to be. Even if he's with the Eagles, we don't know what the situation is going to be. Is Jalen Hurts going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be a rookie? Um, maybe it improves. Maybe they trade their three first for, for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. We, but we don't know. So, uh, Scott, any thoughts on Goddard before we move on? Um, Goddard was a guy I loved, uh, loved in the draft process. Super excited for him. Philly moves up and takes him. Now I'm annoyed. Ertz is in his prime. <laughs> Like, oh, they're going to use two tight ends. Like, who cares, man? I'm all, I'm annoyed. I'm out. You know, like, uh, so then, like, maybe I honestly I have like two shares of him and one I just got recently. But here's the thing Ertz finally is traded, right? And I'm like, oh, all right, here's the time to get out, baby. Let's go. Here, let me, if, if you want to hear some trades, I'll make you sick. Dallas Goddard for James Connor, Dallas Goddard for Rondale Moore in a fourth, Goddard for Connor and Higby. Goddard for a 23 second. Goddard for Cam Newton, straight up. I mean, th- guys, I am not selling for that. Um, I don't know that I'm even buying for that, honestly, just because I don't <laughs> want him, because I think Hertz is terrible as a real life quarterback, but he has shown um that basically he can be a guy, if not the guy. Um, but they just don't have anyone else right now. So, like, what's going to happen going forward? Well, they got three picks next year. So, are they going to bring in a quarterback? Will that help him? It might. But then, are they also going to bring in another tight end or a pass catching running back or another receiver? So, like, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I don't like, like, I have no idea what Sirianni's doing. And actually, the last three games, it looks like now he knows what he's doing, right? Because they yeah. kind of figured things out. And I think that's great. But I, I don't. I've seen so much just volatility there. Um, and again, Hertz, I I don't believe in him long-term, which I don't know if that helps or hurts him. So I have no advice on Goddard. I, I would not, I would not sell him for those crap offers. I just listed off. I I'd rather hold on to him. Um, and I mean, if, if you're thinking like, Hey, he could be, he could possibly break out at some point, like, give up a Marge, Amari Rogers in a 23 second by all means go for it, you know, because you're not losing anything there either. So, yeah, so I, I guess I'm, he's a buy. I, I'm kind of with you there. I, I mean, I think he's kind of just going to be in that forever. You know, we think he's going to break out and he never really fully breaks out kind of, kind of like a, a I, I kind of put fan in that, that mold. Too. No fat. I yep. was just going to say, yep. <laughs> or uh, TJ but, Hawkinson. Hey, whoa, whoa, no. Take it easy. I had to. I had to. He has had a rough couple of weeks. I love TJ, but you know. Dude, he gets a quarterback. It's to the golf's fault. I know. I know. I know. know. (laughs) He's actually, Hawkinson is a a great buy candidate. 
yeah, we'll get into some of that later, I'm sure. But yeah. But yeah, if I'm selling Goddard, I'd probably be in tight end premium. I'd be trying to get a first. If I'm not getting a first or equivalent value, I'm I I'm with you. I, I he's a hold, but I'm I'm not expecting any any big breakout or anything like that. And in regards to Hertz too, again, I just he has played better the last three games, and I'm not a homer. I'm uh, we me and Russ have talked about this. I'm sort of the anti-homer. I generally go negative on the Eagles, but without uh, putting as much on his plate. Uh, for Hertz, he, he has looked better, and not just because he hasn't had to throw as much, but in the throws he's made, he's been making better throws. He's he's been doing better. So uh, I I do think there's promise there for Hertz. Just to get back to him, but I think I'm sort of with you though, Scott. Just that he is sort of a guy, and that he's I think going to be a starter in the league, if not with the Eagles, if they decide to move on. I could see him going elsewhere if they decide to trade him for, you know, maybe in a trade for a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Uh, I think he's shown enough that somebody would, would be willing to keep starting him. But I don't think he's ever going to be a difference maker from an NFL perspective. Obviously, he is a, a, from a fantasy perspective. Okay, let's let's get to these last uh, couple here so we can we can get into some of our find me a trades. But uh Cordero Patterson, ankle sprain, did not play in this game. Uh, the biggest thing here with me that, I, you know, this injury, it, 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 does it does it even matter, like, for the Falcons at this point? <laughs> because this has just looked like such trash these last two weeks. Are, are they just, they you know, they looked really bad against the Eagles that first game and everyone was kind of giving up for dead. Then they showed signs of life after that and, we're having having some wins, having some good games. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, they beat the they beat the Saints. Uh, I think that might have even been in New Orleans. And since then, it's just been awful. So, uh, are, are you when Cordero comes back? Are you trying? I mean, I guess he's always been a sell this year, unless you're you know high end contender. Um, so, I guess is there any hope for the the, the Falcons offense? Is what I'm going to ask you guys. Um, he kind of, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really like, I mean, everybody's high on pits, right? He's, he's probably the best player on that offense right now, but I think everybody's on the same page that within the next year or two, they'll get a new quarterback and most likely a new running back or two. They'll get a new receiver or two. Like they're going to build around pits. So it's like, I don't know if I want anybody on that team right now. I mean, there yeah, is some, I mean, there's some recent some, trades. It's getting Belichick tonight, by the way, one, one <laughs> for seven. Me. I'm <laughs> with me, but because uh, I only have them in one league and I'm rebuilding anyway. But um, no, there's like somebody at this again, Safe Leagues Dynasty this week. This is uh, yesterday, Cordero Patterson for Robert Woods. And in Dynasty, I'd much rather have Woods. I just feel like, yeah, he tore his ACL. Yes, he will be back next season. We don't know what we're getting, but Patterson, if I'm not mistaken, is 30 or 31. And he's on a team that I don't think is going to be building around him or that, that they're rebuilding everything. This team, like you said, this team is not looking great. So in Dynasty, Patterson has been at, at I'm out all year. I, I don't want anything to do with him. But in redraft or in those, you know, funkier Dynasty leagues that I'm in where, you know, really odd John Bosch rules and things like that, it's like, you know, he's got some value here and there. If you can get him for the right price, right, that's always what it's about. So I'm I'm always out on Patterson. I'm, I'm just never on that guy's team for Dynasty. Just not my not the way I play. Yeah, I loved him on some of my contending teams because he's – He's been very solid producing, even when he's, he had the, you know, everybody said he was scoring all those touchdowns early in the year and, and, you know, he wasn't getting used enough. Uh, But, but since then they've started using him more, even when he's not scoring touchdowns, he's solid for you. So uh, I I still like him on a contending team. I think when they're not playing the Patriots and have, 
have Cordero and Pitts, it, they might be able to do some things. Uh, if Ridley comes back this season, that would obviously help a lot. But uh, I'm going to just move on to the last one so we can we can get moving along here. So CEH uh, was earlier in the week. There was the report from Reed that uh, he's likely to play in week 11, and now he might be held out until after the bye in week 13. So uh, Scott. What do you? How do you think this is going to shake out? Because I'm I'm curious to see what happens. Like since he's been injured, they've been involving the running back a lot more in the passing game, which is Darrell Williams. So does this mean Darrell Williams is just going to have that much bigger of a role? Does this mean when Ch comes back, maybe he gets more passing work? What do you think? So I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is it's you know Williams is getting that work and he's producing right. He's he's doing well with it. So. Um, and they've won a few games, you know, which is nice for a change. You know, those poor Chiefs, right? They've had a rough, rough few weeks, you know, <laughs> rough start to the season. Oh, man, those poor Chiefs. But that poor Chiefs. Uh, yeah, right. Um, that crappy you know, quarterback throwing all those interceptions. Yeah, I mean, just what a reckless, <laughs> what a reckless player. I mean, oh, my God, right? Um, yeah, it, you know, it's it's tough to say. I mean, I think he's underperformed based on expectations coming out. Um, and so will he have, you know, they, they, they haven't used them the way I thought they would. So, uh, you know, I thought he'd be like a Brian Westbrook basically is what, how I saw him fit in that offense based on how Brady used him in at LSU, um, and his skill set. So I, I don't, I don't really know what they're doing. And I think Andy Reed is back to kind of taking over that offense. So maybe that's why, uh, People say, why hasn't Eric Bieniemy gotten a head coaching job? I mean, maybe there's something to it, right? And then obviously we look back to Nagy and, you know, how he got the plays taken away from him at one point too, right? They kind of go on these stretches and Andy Reid kind of has to, you know, circle the wagons and bring it back together. So that gives me a little bit of um, optimism, I guess I would say, in that maybe they'll use him correctly finally. Uh, but I wouldn't plan on him coming back till after the bye. I mean, they're winning games. Um, I know they need to they need to win several games here soon to kind of keep up for that one seed. But ultimately, they just they're just worried about the playoffs. So uh, I think they want to get healthy and have everybody back. And I don't think they're missing production without him. So I would say they'll they'll go. Hey, he's our first round pick. He's our young guy. Let's just let's keep him through the bye. So my expectation uh, about last week or so, even hearing him come off the um, or be activated the 21 day window, I kind of figured if he doesn't come back right away, it, it might be after the bye, which I think makes the most sense. So you got a plan for that. Um, Daryl Williams was really on a lot of waivers anyway when he got hurt. So it wasn't like one of those high end backups where you're like, well, no, I don't I won't get him or anything. So you probably should have. And if you are, if you do have them, great. Keep keep rolling with them. I, I agree with you. I think they're going to probably hold him out. So after the bye, and I, I am a little worried, though, about what happens when he comes back as a CEH manager. I just Williams has done so well. And even before uh, the you know CEH have been doing well running the ball before the before the injury. But uh, he was not getting passing work. I don't know that they're necessarily going to do that more just because they have been with Williams. I, maybe they will. I I think that might be 
kind of like how they're getting their offense back because everyone's talking about the two high safeties thing and and it, it helps and you know obviously throwing to the running backs is something you can do uh, you know when they're doing that so I'm hopeful but I'm also a little worried too Williams was getting the goal line work uh even before the injury so if he's gonna you know be He's done so much more than CH. I don't know what that's all about. So I'm hoping CH can get that work, but I, I, I'm very worried. This is going to be like way more than like a 50, 50 split once he comes back uh, just because of what Williams has done. But uh, Scott doesn't think so. A- Andrew, any thoughts on CH before we move on? I Just another prime candidate to try to acquire it while he's still not on the field for a rebuild or a contender. In my opinion, I think there is still some, potential out there if you can get away with not needing him and sending somebody like uh, Josh Jacobs for CEH, you know, one of those kind of deals, obviously that puts you without a running back for the next week or two, you know, obviously we don't think he's playing this week and the bye week and all that. So it, it makes it messy, but yeah, I don't mind CEH. And I think Williams is one of those guys too, that with this news of, of CEH most likely not playing this week, Williams is another potential starter. I mean, he's done pretty well. I have him on a couple teams where, I didn't expect to have to start him, but he ends up being my RB2, dude, thanks to injuries and buys. So, yeah, he's he's producing just fine. So that means the team likes to run the ball, like you said. So, yeah, I think they're both potential values as we head to the uh, playoffs for fantasy here. Okay, and just uh, before we get to our find me trades, I threw this question on the show sheet uh, just because it came up in uh, the uh, the Trade Addicts Patreon chat, the Cool Kids Club. Uh, and and the, this idea that you should, you know, it's, it may be dumb or you shouldn't necessarily be tank, quote unquote tanking or full up blowing your team if you don't uh, if you don't have your own first. So uh, I, this is something I disagree because I've heard this before. I, I just think that's kind of silly, especially if you're going full blow up, then it, it uh, your first is one asset. And I get it's the one you have the most control over and you can make it the highest. It's also on a different tangent people actually they have to get the 101 too when they're doing it. you don't have to get the 101 a top two first a top four first is you know is fine if your team's not bad enough what i like to do and when even when i blow it up is uh this isn't the perfect example because i actually have my first but i wouldn't have minded if i didn't because what i did i like the first uh, last year i had a team that i uh Decided to blow, kind of blow up everything right in August last year. I started selling off pieces uh, when people were, you know, you know, saw points coming. Season was about to start, and and it worked really well. And uh, e- but even if I didn't have my own first, uh, two things I'd always try and do. One, I was trying to get as many picks as I can, but also I love getting. You always should be trying to get a player and a pick. Like I, I moved Adams, I think, for like McLaren and, and a first or. Maybe it was a McCarn in the first plus. I can't remember, but um, but things like that. And what I did is I ended up having five first round picks, and uh, I, I I got lucky because my own pick, like I said, this isn't the perfect example, did end up being the one hundred one because of a lottery. I actually was like the one hundred four or something like that, and so I got Lawrence out of it. <clears throat> but even if I didn't have my own first, if you're amassing the you know all this value with these picks, I got Chase. I got Harris, I got Smith, and I got Waddle. Like that wasn't worth doing if I didn't have my own first. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that team is now seven and three, uh, and third in points in that league this year. Uh, and I'm starting most of those guys. I actually moved Smith in another deal to get uh, T.J. Hawkinson. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but, but yeah. Good trade. So, <laughs> um, 
but but yeah so i mean i just think it's silly this idea that you shouldn't tank if you don't you know i hate the word tank i, I rebuild if you don't have your own first full-on rebuild uh so i just wanted to get what, what your guys thoughts were because to me it's just that's one asset if i'm amassing four other firsts or, or getting young players uh it doesn't matter to me that i don't have my first that yeah okay you're improving someone else's pick well big I- you know, I, have a, I have a clarification question, and maybe this was in the chat and I didn't see it because I, I was a little busy this week. But um, is the logic then if you if you trade away your first, then you're not allowed to rebuild? Is that kind no, of the just like, the, the, if you someone, don't have your own first, then why bother? Someone rebuilding? made a like, comment and it was it was half joking, but I, it was sure. something like, uh, oh, well, you were dumb and you, you decided to tank even though you didn't have your own first or something like well, that. So but I've seen where, this in more serious manner before. That's what made me want to talk about it. Just well, so here, here's where I go with this. And I, I think I think I'm on the same page as you. And that's kind of where I want to go with this. I, I don't mind the, the idea of tanking is an odd word anyway. Like the productive struggle is really what it becomes. And, and we've talked about this so many times where you just move your your investments from one kind of asset to another. You move it from a pick or sorry, from a player that's got a lot of risk and a lot of variance, and you move it over into a pick that is almost definitely going to accrue in value and not going to get hurt and not going to tear an ACL. So the idea, even if you're if you're rebuilding and you don't have your own first, that's likely because you thought you were going to be a contender and stuff didn't go your way. And so at that point, if I don't have my own first, I'm still trading away assets for picks, right? I'm still doing, I'm still rebuilding. Like, it's not like you you don't have permission. You know what I mean? Like, I can definitely rebuild. I can definitely add other picks. And there are a couple of teams, I think this year even, I've got a team where I've got my own first and two other firsts. And I, I don't, I mean, I'm going to end up like in the middle. I just, I can't tank fast enough. You know, there's a couple of other teams that are just tanking better. And they're well, going like to end I said, up ahead I of me. I hate the idea that you, like, I, that I've also heard people uh, put out there that you have to get, you know, you should be playing for the one-on-one. And if you have players who are going to score you points, you need to move them. That's that's silly to me. Like I got in some of those blow up, you know, trades last year, I got, I made sure to get, I got Terry McLaurin back. Like I said, I got Deontay Johnson back in a deal. And those guys are going to score me points, but they're young players who are going to keep right. producing. No, so I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm, again, every league is unique, right? I'm, I'm saying more like I'm sending, you know, like Julio for a second. Or I'm sending Patterson for a second. You know what I mean? Like and those kind of trades where I'm like, I don't have long-term value. Connor for a second. You know what I mean? Like oh, those yeah. kind of things where it's like, I'm just accruing picks. And then I might do like a second and uh, let's say a second in Miles Sanders for a first. You know what I mean? Like one of those, you just like trying to upgrade throughout the year and kind of churn in to get some more first. That's kind of what I mean. But like, if I'm rebuilding, I don't really care if I have my own first as much. Yes, it's nice, but it's not the, I don't know, it's not the worst thing if I don't. I mean, it's not like a deal breaker. Yeah, it does kind of stink if you're the worst team and you don't get your own pick and you're helping someone else's team. But at the same time, I'm not going to worry about that. Like, there's too many things that change between now and then. I'd much rather have, you know, picks that are not going to get hurt than worry about not having my own pick, I guess is what I'm saying. Agreed, Scott. Any Anything else before we move finally? Well, let me tell you team? why you don't need your first. Okay? I have the perfect example for this question, okay? And it's called Trade Addicts 5. <laughs> I took over this team. I said, Russ, if we are going to do a dispersal, then I would like to be in on that. So I got in the dispersal, and I believe there were three of us in it. And so with the assets involved, my team was already missing picks, and I, th- I think I either didn't have it or somebody else in the dispersal took my first Mm. okay and here i am with an awful awful roster i mean it's bad okay 
and I start making all these, you know, I, I had a, I had a bunch of picks. I made some rookie picks. Um, I've made some trades. Well, I recently traded away guys like Kelsey and Kirk cousins and all these. And I, I went ahead and, uh, at this point I was like three and four and just falling down. So I figured, you know what, let's start selling these guys and getting more picks and build towards the future. So I got my own first back. Okay. And my team proceeded to absolutely annihilate the last three weeks. I've won three in a row and I'm tied for fourth place. And now my, my fourth, uh, my pick would be one Oh seven. So that's why you don't need your own first, because I would have been better off with, you know, literally half the leagues first over mine. Now, hopefully I'll, a few people will jump over me here before the end of the season. And my pick will be more like, you know, three or four or five, but yeah, it's, it, it sucks because my young talent all of a sudden is like, you know, Elijah Moore and Jalen Waddle and, um, you know, some of these guys are putting up points. All of a sudden, Justin Fields comes alive after I trade for him when he looks awful. And I'm like, oh, he's terrible. That's perfect. He won't <laughs> score me any points. My pick will keep increasing in value. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of how it goes, though, right? Yep. Right. And, yeah, as Kyle, Kyle in the chat is saying, if you don't have your own first, just trade for other picks. And that's what we're saying. That's that's what I did in my example. And, you know, you, you – just keep amassing value. Keep amassing, like like you said, Andrew. Just keep amassing picks um, that that won't decrease in value, and you'll be fine. It doesn't really matter if you have your own pick or not. Uh, like I said, it's ideal to have your own pick because you're trying to not be good. So, right. uh, uh, so it makes sense. But uh, I'm not worried that just because I don't have my own pick, I'm giving someone else the 102 or the 101 or the 103 or whatever it ends up being. Uh, well, okay. and, and I just want to add this real quick before mm-hmm. we dive onto this. The 101 was Nikhil Harry a few years ago, right? Like we're acting like the 101 is some godsend pick. I mean, every year we get this discussion going into the draft and every, I mean, it's not a guaranteed point anyway, right? Like we don't know who this guy's going to be. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to have it, but it's not a requirement. I, I don't like that kind of gatekeeping where it's like, why are you tanking if you don't have your first? Like my team sucks. I don't really, I'm not trying to tank. I'm not helping another team. I'm just, my team's not great. That's the reason I'm rebuilding. You know what I mean? It's like cause and effect or flipped in a way. Okay. And, and as always, we're, we're a bunch of, uh, you know, wordy SOBs here because we're 40 minutes in and now I thought we would get to the find me a trade earlier, but we're getting into it now. Cause we got, we have we're a bunch of them. These. Yeah. And, and <laughs> uh, we're doing this, we're, we're doing a listener one and then we're doing one of each of our leagues is how we're going to do it. So there'll actually only be two trades for three of them. Uh, so, so hopefully that'll make it go a little quicker, but the first one, um, comes from a listener. Uh, it's submitted by Nick. Uh, I hope I say your name right. Uh, Guzzi, Guzzi or Guzzi, G-U-Z-Y. Hopefully I didn't butcher your name, Nick. Uh, at Maybe it's Guz because he has G-U-Z-Z, at Guz767 on Twitter. So it's uh, a Sleeper League 10 team, PPR Superflex, no tight end premium, so pretty basic. You know, your normal four-point TDs, minus two INTs, 31-man roster, start 10, uh, QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, super flex, a flex spot, and a, a defensive a DST of all things. But uh, I actually have a home league like that too, where I'm, I have to play a defense every week. I hate it. Same. But uh, <laughs> I stream them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Between the five on waivers. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so he says, uh, Andrew's got the, you know, if you're watching, Andrew's got the uh, uh, roster up, which we'll get into in a second. But he says he's been trying to rebuild. 
Uh, but playing a 10-team league is a different animal. I've been the bottom team for the past couple of years. Uh, first pick goes, does go to winner of the consolation bracket. He recently traded Javante Williams, and that trade was uh, Javante and a third for what is currently the 102 and 110, which I don't think is too bad of a, a deal to make. I like Javante, but, the, the, you know, pretty nice picks. Um, and looking to see what else I can do to set myself up for success, he says. So, Andrew, uh, if you want to go through the roster, and then, and then maybe you can get into to your trade uh, after that. Sure. Yeah. So uh, we, we got a, a an interesting league, as I always like to say on these This is a 10 teamer. Like we said, we don't do a lot of these little guys. So I like seeing this difference. But uh, starting roster for now, anyway, he's got Mike White, who is starting this week. J.J. Taylor, not Jonathan, but J.J. Taylor. D- uh, I always say Devery Henderson because I remember that guy, but no, Daryl Henderson, uh, Brian Edwards, Debo Samuel, Jacoby Myers, who's playing right now. Uh, Dawson Knox, Van Jefferson, Mac Jones and his uh, Superflex, and the Chargers for defense. Behind that on the bench, he's got Deshaun Watson, Sam Darnold, and Dwayne Haskins, and then Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, I, those QBs are not bad. I like where his QB room is. Uh, running backs, he's got Dobbins and Dallas, and that's it behind. I mean, this is not a good running back class coming up, so it makes me a little nervous. There may not be a lot of running backs to pick from, so that's kind of a weak spot in, in one way. Uh, after that on the receivers, you got Will Fuller, Robbie Anderson, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Agnew, uh, Michael Gallup, Jalen Rager, Denzel Mims, Amari Rogers, Nico Collins, Dwayne Eskridge, and Josh Palmer. Lots of receiver depth. I like that. I think there's maybe a way to consolidate some of that or move that to picks, but we'll get into that. T- uh, tight ends, we've got CJ Uzama, Gerald Everett, and Adam Troutman. And then when it comes to picks in 22, he's got three firsts, two seconds, and a fourth. So he's already got some draft capital that he's acquiring. And I, I really do think that there are a couple of ways that I look at this. And, and again, I think my first way is I, I do want another running back with the way that this draft class is shaping up. I, I would like to go get another running back if you can. So my trade was to send whatever the latest first you have is, whichever one you think is going to be the latest, send that to the other team in there called Bikesh Patel 89 for acres in a second. Now, I don't know if this is going to get through right away. I don't know if this is like a smash accept or anything like that, but Bikesh Patel is third in the standings, fourth in points for, and ninth in points against. So he's been very lucky, right? He's one of those teams that's sort of like overproducing and, and just kind of skirting by. And third is is something nice, but ninth in points against means no one's scoring against him. So I feel like there's something to be said for that. But he's probably also, he's looking to contend this year. He doesn't need acres. And even if he's getting a first back, I mean, sometimes people look at that and go, hey, acres for a first, that might be worth it alone. But you're throwing in a second, you're only moving back around. I mean, even if it's a late second and a 10 team or that's like a mid second and a 12, I don't mind that. So yeah, my logic was, uh, you know, try to get a second back, but if you can, obviously, even if it's a 23 second, I don't mind that. Um, but I really just think that if you can send a late first for acres, I feel like that's probably going to be a benefit. I, I think acres is risky. Don't get me wrong, but the way we're seeing this draft class shape up and, and we don't know everything, but I think we know a lot more than we did three months ago, even. Um, and a super flex 10 team, you're probably going to get about three Q. I would say maybe three QBs in the first round, maybe, maybe two or three running backs and the rest of it's going to be receivers. And I do think it's pretty receiver heavy, but again, a lot of that is going to come down to landing spots. So yeah, my, my basic trade there still, again, was the latest first you have for acres in a second, Scott, what are your thoughts on that one? Am I on the right track or am I way off? Yeah, I guess I like that trade, um, better than mine. So yeah, I'm going to say that's, <laughs> that's good. Um, I, so it says that he traded away Javante Williams. Correct. Right. Traded he away traded Williams away. for two firsts. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, okay, you got two firsts. 
but yeah, I don't know. That that might be Javante's lowest value in the next few years, honestly. I mean, the it's still move. it's still good. It's a nice return. Um, but oof, I don't know. I don't know that I would have would have done that um at this point because like you're saying it it would be nice to add another running back. But, you know, I think this roster is a little bit farther away um anyway, so I guess I guess that's fine. And the thing about the thing I like about getting acres is he doesn't even ever need to play it down for you. Right. Once we get, get back into draft season and you know, all of a sudden it's like, ah, this RB class is underwhelming and acres still has these videos coming out of him running around. You know what? Maybe you can get um, another pick in 22 and then like a 23 first as well, or something like that. I mean, honestly, anything that, that you can, at that point would probably be better than risking it for acres. Who's cause let's face it. You're probably not going to win next year anyway. Um, you know, unless you, unless you draft like Rocky where you just get, you know, chase and uh, all the studs. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I still like what you're doing there because you're, you're gaining value and anytime you're gaining value and giving yourself more opportunity to turn into future assets, you know, that's, that's always a good thing. Yeah, it's got actually. I, I, I was not uh, a, a huge fan of trade just because I'm, I, I have no faith in Acres. Uh, you know, I. But Scott said it well. You I don't, don't either. But you only yeah, need what I'm need yeah. I don't Scott have any kind faith. Of talked me into it in that I, I wasn't thinking on that next level of, you know, just wait for the hype videos to come out and, and then you can sell him for more. So. Well, and and we've said this before, all and over and over and over. This is sell running back season. Buy running back season is between the draft and the start of the year. When people start to look at their rosters and start to put together lineups and all that, I I have probably got a couple shares of acres this year on teams that I'm rebuilding or I just don't care or I'm like you know I'm not tanking but I'm just like whatever. Um, and I'm more than happy to sell them come next year when they realize, oh, nuts, there aren't that many running backs like we're used to seeing. The last few years, we've been spoiled. And I don't know if everybody knows that. I know if you're a junkie and you're listening to this, you're probably paying attention. But there are definitely going to be guys in your league that aren't. And if you can snipe acres from someone and then trade them to someone else for more, why not? Pure value-wise, I think that's what I'm looking for there. Because there's no Plus reason to trade lineups right now. Yeah. Plus he has Henderson. So you could exactly. sell the package deal, right? Yep. So if somebody's worried, but they're like, Hey, maybe I take the risk. Like, listen, let me throw in Henderson, yep. you know, and give me your, you know, second this year and your 23 first or something like, you know what I mean? That, that would yep. be to me. That's I, I'm all about that. What was your so, trade though, Scott? Well, well, Andrew, you ruined my transition because I was going to say, <laughs> speaking of Henderson, uh, <laughs> my trade involves uh, Daryl Henderson, um, who he does have on his roster. Um, and what I decided to do was have him move, try and move Daryl Henderson to Team M Bates for Calvin Ridley. Uh, oh man! <laughs> so, I guess I should have read read these before I. Posted <laughs> that's all right. See, Obviously, we don't do these all together, so that's kind of the fun part, though. Yeah. Is that we get to like see where we differ, and sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I wasn't thinking that at all, and sometimes we're like, oh wait, we're doing the same thing here. So, <laughs> so yeah, obviously, you know, he's rebuilding. Looking, he already moved one running back. Uh, I definitely am willing to move Henderson, who I, you know, is going to have much less value, most likely than than Javante Williams going forward. Um, and ten team league, you want as many studs as possible. This gives you a chance at a potential future stud. I think in Calvin Ridley, 
I don't think he's retiring from the NFL or anything, as, as some people have suggested. So I think he'll be back next year, if not later this year. And, uh, you know, this is as cheap as you're ever going to get him because of the uncertainty. So so you throw uh, Henderson out to a competing team, and this M. Bates is the, uh, the top team in the league. Uh, he does have Najee and Mixon. Uh, so he doesn't need a running back, but he doesn't have a lot of depth there. He is the guy he traded Javante to, but it's not like Javante is a guy you can depend on in your lineup or even in a flex spot um, necessarily this year. So uh, I figured, you know, and, and Ridley is scoring him no points. He doesn't know if Ridley's coming back. Uh, I can see the guy being like, you know, I can get, you know, you know, these cheap points at, and Henderson is still, I believe, even after a down week last week, still an RB one or, or right on that edge, if not. So uh, I like getting Ridley cheap and uh, I think it's worth a shot uh, trying to send this out there and see what he says. So, so that was my trade. What do you, what do you, what do you think on that one, Andrew? Well, since Scott came up with the same kind of trade and, and mentioned it in his, his, uh, his option there, I, I feel like, and that's kind of where I was going to try to segue into him to get more of his options, but it's the same logic. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know what to do with Ridley. And and I'll be honest, I don't know what to do with Henderson either. Um, if he does well enough and he's actually done pretty well, does the team even bother with Akers? And do they put Akers as a second running back to Henderson next year? We don't know. So I love trading a question mark for a question mark when the other question mark has a higher ceiling. And I think Ridley's got the higher ceiling. So, yeah, I thought that trade was terrific. I almost yeah. did one similar, but I saw yours before I did mine. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll pivot and go a different direction. But, and that is funny that Scott and I did basically. The I was going to say, thing. but we were all on the same page is what it comes down to. Like creating for Ridley is never a bad idea in a rebuild. That's, that's kind of the thesis we're all kind of hitting on there. So Scott, why don't you get into well, yours since that was. One yeah. Of and I mean, the nice thing is uh, I kind of, I kind of did. Uh, yeah. You, you pivoted I actually, in the write up. <laughs> I gave multiple <laughs> options and I kind of did what both of you did. So, <laughs> so here's, here's my notes on this. Um, you know, just just overall for for Nick here uh, it, in this type of league, I don't think you can rebuild in the traditional way of just let's get as many picks as we can. And and just, you know, let's try to because it looks like he's kind of done that. Right. He has a lot of young players, a lot of youth, but there's no production there with those guys. And so they're not really gaining any value. They're basically just lottery tickets like you hope one of them hits. But eventually you're going to have to start dropping these guys for the next batch of rookies. And so it's kind of, you're just kind of churning waiver wire, you know, players at that point, but you probably used picks on them or picked them up in trade. So you, you, you may be losing value that way. So um, also the winner of the consolation getting the one Oh one is, is a very interesting way to do it. It basically is saying, listen, we want to keep everybody competitive all year. And when you're out of it, you should still want to compete and all that. And that's fine. I'm assuming then that the next, you know, the actual worst team would get the 102 and and so on and so forth. So he could still end up with the 102 and he's got another pick that could be like the 103. So he could still end up with two top three picks, even if he has the worst luck on, on that scenario. Right. But I also think that this is a type of league for me where I would just try to be, I would try to be productive. You know, because I I would always have that shot at the 101 or I have a shot in the playoffs. So I think of it this way as instead of being, you know, five out of 10, you're almost you have a chance of six out of 10. Right. Because you're either going to be in the or if it's six playoff teams, then 
that means there's four in the hunt, right? So then you have seven out of 10. You have a 70% chance of either being in the playoffs where anything can happen or getting the 101. So I would not tear it down to the studs uh, personally, but I don't know what this is. I don't know if you, you know, when you drafted and if you drafted Andrew Luck with your first pick and, you know, whatever. I mean, who knows, right? Who knows the scenario? Maybe it was an orphan that you took over. So I don't know how you got here. So I'm not, you know, trying to beat you down at all by any means i'm just saying that in this type of league i would just do it a little bit differently um so again like rocky said the smaller the league the more elite players you want and so the the real player right now with value that contenders would want that you could get something for is henderson and so i offered three options here because i want to go for guys that again like andrew said are going to have the higher ceiling or maybe we'll build some value for next year. And so the top three teams, M Bates, uh, for the same the same thing as Rocky. So it would be Hendo for Ridley. Uh, the second team, Eric J. Allen, straight up for Derrick Henry. Um, I know I just traded Leonard Fournette and Irv Smith for Derrick Henry in a league. And I'm not a Henry guy, but I just felt like, even though my team is terrible, <laughs> I was like, maybe I can get, more value for him when that time comes around because if he's healthy by next year which he should be because he might even come back this year at some point even if it's after fantasy purposes you know if he comes back and he's still a beast he's still going to be the guy next year right and so i could probably get more for him than i could for derrick henry and irv smith and so that was my thought process behind it and then same thing third place team uh vikesh patel I would go after his first because just like Andrew said, you know, it looks like there may be some opportunity for that to move up. And I just look for a guy like uh, a young receiver that could have some upside who's really down right now. And his values down a lot is Claypool. So that throw mm. out, throw out Hendo for Claypool in a first, see what he does. Maybe he counters with the second, maybe he takes away Claypool. And it's just the first, I mean, you know, you you could work with that, but that might be a trade where he's like, hey, I want to win this year and Henderson can do it. And, you know, he doesn't need Claypool and he thinks his first is going to be late value opportunity. Yep. yep. I like it. Yeah. All good trades, I think. So uh, we'll move on to to the next find me a trade. Like I said at the top, we're going to be doing uh, the next three are going to be uh, one of each of our leagues. So uh, I guess each of us will kind of sort of set up the uh, the whole team and uh, settings and all that, and then we'll get into the, to the trades that the other two came up with. So I will do mine first, which is uh, it's a 12-team super flex, a lot going on here, 0.2 points per carry uh, with a 1.5 tight end premium and some bonuses for long plays, uh, 30-man roster, uh, plus taxi, Start 10, a QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, super flex, three flex. And uh, this is year three of this league. I, I made the title game both of the first two years. Uh, won uh, one of those and, and, and scored 200 in the other but lost. Um, but I, 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 let, I basically it's the kind of roster I let hang on too long. I didn't do a good job of cycling the roster. Um, and it's getting pretty bad pretty fast. So. Uh, I figured I'd uh, I've known for weeks I needed to start rebuilding uh, or at least retooling this team. So uh, I'm having these guys find me some trades uh, because it's going downhill quickly. I am not going to make the playoffs this year. So I will uh, bring up the roster here, which is right here. If I can get this on the screen. 
and thank you why is this doing this i don't know there we go okay um, so uh here, here here's the uh you know the 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 bad details of my roster it is matt ryan jared goff teddy bridgewater uh quarterback with james winston on ir uh, with some backups on there then uh, a whole bunch of running backs on them which are particularly good uh melvin gordon mike davis uh those are kind of the highlights tony pollard jd mckissick ty johnson david johnson jordan howard whole bunch of those type of guys uh receiver i have uh Devontae adams uh julio on ir dj moore uh i think that's pretty much it as far as relevant guys michael thomas also on my ir i also have chase edmonds at running back <clears throat> excuse me on my ir and TJ Hawkinson at tight end with, uh, again, some backup types that, that nobody really wants to start. So, and, and no, uh, on my taxi squad, no relevant really rookies to speak of. Jarrett Patterson is probably the best one. So it is not a great roster. Uh, so uh, who wants to go first with the trades you came up with for me? I'll go first. I think, I think mine's similar to what we were just talking about. Um, I think Scott and I are again, targeting the same team here. We're both going after army of dinks in this. And I just want to say, I love space balls. So this was a terrific <laughs> one for me. I had a really good time looking at this. Um, and the other team names are all enjoyable, but mine was looking at the, the league and kind of you're in no position to win. You know, you're in that bottom third of the league. That's, you know, I, it's the worst place to be, but again, with the way your team is set up, I like it for the future. I like the running backs that you have that are, you know, the younger running backs, but they don't really have a lot of, you don't have a running back one. That's what you don't, you might not even have a running back two, depending on how the world goes, but like, I don't I mind have these like guys. no picks as well, by the way. Yeah. But like Chase that. Edmonds isn't bad. I don't mind Mostert. I don't mind white. Like those guys can get you through in a pinch. Right. And then obviously your, your current, all your guys are kind of like RB twos on their own team. Right. They're all kind of like meh players. So my thought was, let's send some of that meh running back away. If I'm rebuilding, I send running backs. That's pretty much the number one rule I have. And I looked, and, and quarterback was your weakest position, in my opinion, outside of running back. And I was like, man, you know what? Watson might actually work on this team because, again, it, at this point, this team is maybe two years from winning. Let's see what happens with Watson. So my trade was to send Pollard and McKissick to Army of Dinks for Watson. Now, I'm not sure that gets accepted. I don't know if that's enough. Everybody's got their own valuation. So – we're kind of hoping you might be able to tell me, but Dinks is fourth in standings. He is in the top third of the league. He could use some flex-worthy running backs, and those kind of guys are pretty good for down the stretch. Uh, you know, Zeke gets hurt or Gibson gets hurt, both of which has happened before and could easily happen again. Those guys vault into RB2 territory. So I guess just since it's your team, Rocky, what do you think the chances are of something like that happening? Do you think that'd be enough, or do you think you need to add more to get Watson? I think I would probably need to add more. Yeah. I, I don't know if someone's moving them for, for those two guys. Um, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I think right now the best scoring running back is Melvin Gordon. So maybe you throw him in there and yeah. maybe that helps. Uh, but I like the idea though. Uh, I was a, I still think you can get Watson at a, a you know, at a relatively cheap price compared to what will be when he comes back and plays. Uh, so I like the idea of trying to throw it out there. Uh, Scott, what do you think? You think you, do you think you could get them even if I threw Melvin Gordon in there? Yeah. I mean, we just don't know where people are at with him. So 
that's that's one of those where you just kind of throw something out or you even just start a conversation you know depending yeah, on how well you know know the person and throwing a second or, or yeah you know? exactly. yeah yeah i mean we just we just don't know and kind of the longer this goes on the more nervous people get so yeah you just well, you if, never you're, know. if you're content my thought too is if you're contending if i'm like at this point of the year if i'm contending or in the top third of the league i'm looking to add some running back depth to my team because running backs are the yeah. ones that'll they'll break you if you don't have enough running backs in the playoffs, you're out, right? And in week 15, there's nothing left on waivers. There's no trading in most leagues. Trade deadlines happen, especially in the playoffs. I know even somewhere I'm in, there's no deadline except the playoffs, right? Where you, you kind of take what you have. So it's like, I, w- I this is the time to add that depth. If I'm feeling like pretty confident, I am more than willing to move Watson for guys like that. That was the thought process I had. Like if I'm where that guy is and I've got Watson not scoring me any points, you know what? Give me Pollard or McKissick. Give me off that drama roller coaster. I might be fine with that. So that's kind of where I was at. Uh, Kyle in the chat says, is Deshaun Watson going to end up like Pizza the Hut? Because this is a Spaceballs <laughs> theme. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So, uh, Scott, what about you? Yes. Okay. Um, so to me, you know how I like to rebuild. I like to get rid of those running backs. And, uh, you know, look, look for the other positions, especially when you're super flex and tight end premium. So, I, I mean, I'm really worried about your quarterbacks. So, yeah. I mean, there is a scenario where you have no starting quarterbacks oh, this year. I mean, Matt Ryan, probably just because he's locked in. But what if he retires? You know, like just because his contract is huge doesn't, doesn't preclude him from retiring. So, yeah. And yeah, and I like that's why I like that Watson deal because it, I yeah. don't, you know, I'm not the quarterback guy. But when I'm rebuilding, I'll, I'll I, I don't necessarily want to well, pay up, but I'll definitely go yeah. grab some. Not being a quarterback guy and not having any starting quarterbacks is a big difference. So things, yeah. let's, you know, <laughs> I mean, man, yeah. So to me, I was just thinking, let's try to find some value. Let's get some more youth. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon has been kind of a, a polarizing player this year because he's, you know, I, I figured he'd have a role, but I kind of thought by this point in the season, it'd be more Javante Williams. Um, he is RB 14 on the season. Uh, Melvin Gordon is. And in, in I think, um, you know, 0.2 points per carry probably helps him a little bit compared to league average. I mean, obviously there's some, there's some volume guys, but there's yeah. not that many. Right. So, so he's getting a, a little boost there. Um, but one, one of the guys, uh, that I've been trading for a little bit has been Brian Edwards. And so I thought Melvin Gordon for Brian Edwards in a second, uh, the second to me, it's interesting because before the season, I would have been like, yeah, just give me a second for Melvin Gordon. Cause I think this guy's closer to toast than anything, but if he's producing and the guy has a chance to win, like he'll gladly give up a second and Brian Edwards to this point. I mean, he actually had a nice game on Sunday night, unfortunately. So for the timing, it's not that great. But at the end of the day, he hasn't really done anything this season. And I really think that organization is is going to have some turmoil. And they may, they may have a new coaching staff. They may have a new quarterback. I don't know what they're doing, but they really don't have any weapons there beyond Darren Waller. So um, I've always liked Edwards. I've been a fan of his. And it's not a... It's not an exciting trade. It's not a blockbuster. There's nothing fancy about it. Uh, I know. I was hoping one of you did come up with the buy. You know, I have Devontae Adams on this team. I thought maybe one of you guys would sell one of him and some kind of blockbuster. I thought about it. I thought about it. (laughs) I considered. My first first thought was like, let's send Adams for a big package and get a quarterback back and all that. 
And I just couldn't quite find one that that hit right. And that's when I pivoted to Watson. And I'm like, you know what? Watson's probably cheaper. Let's go that direction. So, yeah, I think you could probably pull off that that kind of trade. You do have a lot of wide receiver depth. You know, I mean, if Thomas comes back anywhere next year, you've got him too. I mean, like, that's a solid wide receiver core. So I think in Dynasty, I don't mind that. Rebuilding around the receiver group is never a bad dangle because those guys right. tend to hold value a little better. You might be able to trade one of them for a pick and a running back in the draft and, and be right back in contention in a year. So you never know. But, yeah, but I do like Scott Strait too. Yeah, it's not not super flashy, but uh, I was also a big Edwards guy when he was coming out. Uh, you know, he ha- he has not done much, so I'm not sure how much hope I still have for him. But but if I can get the second and Edwards as, a, as sort of a flyer, like you said, I think, you know, especially coming into the season, maybe you, I mean, no one's giving up a first for Melvin Gordon. So if I'm getting a second right. for him and a flyer, I think that's pretty solid value back. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to throw out both of these trades or at least variations on these trades after the show tonight. So, um, okay. So let's get into the, to the next one. Uh, so uh, Andrew, why don't you uh, go into yours? Sure. Yeah. Do you want me to bring it up too? Uh, if you have it, yes. Yeah, I can do that. So this is uh, this is the league I, I'm in with the guys from HQ, the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. Boo! Um, no, hey, kidding. love those hey, guys. Hey, I listened to them. For them. They were they were guests on our show. I they're, listened they're good to guys. them. I'm uh, a big fan, big fan. So this league started uh, before last year. This is the second year of the league, and I won it last year in the first year. I got lucky in the draft. I'll be honest. Like I just happened to pick the right guys, and you know, in a startup, it's it's literally your whole first year is. You don't know what you're getting into. It's like a redraft. And so you're trying to build for the future. But I ended up making some trades to kind of go all in and traded some of my future away. And once I won it all, I was like, okay, so now I'm, I'm officially the HQ3 champion. Now what? Oh, I want to do it again, right? So I started making more trades and trading more of my picks away and things like that. So I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea at the time. Maybe not. But long story short, I'm very happy with where this team is. Let me kind of, I'll share this here and I'll kind of walk you through it. I feel like it's very top heavy, I guess is a way to put it. Um, I like the depth, but I don't love it. That's kind of one way to put it. So my quarterbacks, I've got uh, Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert are my two starters pretty much every week. I've got Cam, who was a nobody and now is worth something. I've got Teddy Bridgewater. Sometimes I start him. Who knows? Uh, Running backs, I'm real happy with. I got Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Miles Gaskin, A.J. Dillon, James Conner, Marlon Mack hanging out. Damian Williams was good for a couple weeks. So I'm pretty happy with my running back group. Uh, receivers, I got Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Adam Thielen, uh, John Ross, Amon Ross St. Brown. Like some of these, like Jarvis Landry can be a starter some weeks. So I'm pretty happy with that. Again, very top heavy, but then it drops off. I am still rostering Kevin White in this league. Uh, <laughs> to recap, I guess I didn't go through this. It is a 12 team PPR Superflex, 0.1 points per carry, 1.25 tight end premium with small bonuses for long plays. And some other TD bonuses, things like that. But it's a 35-man roster with 10 taxi and 10 IR. So it's a real deep league. And you start 11. So, again, I'm going through all this. But, like, I have a lot of top talent. But then it sort of drops off a cliff. Because I'm kind of going all in to consolidate. But I didn't get through. Tight ends. I've still got uh, Darren Waller, uh, Hunter Henry, Tommy Sweeney, Dalton Schultz, who I think could be valuable. Injured reserve. I've got some interesting names like Robert Woods. They just moved on there. Raheem Mostert. Uh, ben Roethlisberger still in IR for some reason. Drew Locke, uh, Taxi Squad, really nobody nobody worth mentioning. But this is again this this is the kind of team I tend to go for if I'm contending. I like to have as many uh, you know wide receiver twos as I can and just kind of stack around. And then I got Diggs and Hill and Hopkins. Like I just feel like this is my one of my better teams. So 
kind of a humble brag in your relation there, Rocky. It's not quite <laughs> as good, I'm sure, as your team, but I'm very excited to hear your trade. So, Rocky, why don't you go first? Give me your trade for my team. Yeah, sure. And uh, I just wanted to mention, too, because I meant to mention this at the uh, at, at the top, is, is uh, we wanted to try and give you all, uh, everyone listening, kind of different uh, flavors of trades here. So, yeah, Andrew's got a top flight contender here. We got me starting to rebuild. We have that one guy that's deep into it. And, and, and Scott's is sort of uh, maybe a little more middle-ish, but pushing for a playoff run that we're going to get to next. So, anyway, uh, Mayan was uh, – I. I wasn't necessarily quite as thrilled with your running back room as you were. Maybe I guess uh, I like uh, I like Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, I like having both Green Bay guys. Uh, you know, Connor's been nice, but uh, you know, when Emmons comes back around playoff time, who knows what he is uh, if he's not scoring touchdowns every week. Um, but uh, it, I honestly didn't really know what to do because I actually think, like you said, your team is very good. It is top heavy, so maybe a little depth which is what I did sort of in adding uh, – I did trading Amon Ross St. Brown and either Henry or Schultz, one of your tight ends, uh, your, you know, your 2-3 tight – you know, tight end 2-3 um, to old school for Miles Sanders, uh, who we talked a little bit about earlier. Uh, and basically, Miles Sanders is a guy I actually kind of like to target around now. He's going to be coming off the IR soon. They've opened the window. He might not play this week, but he's probably at the lowest value he's ever been. Uh, it, it, it is a little risky because uh, I don't know, you know, what they're going to do with him and Jordan Howard and they're, they're going to split it. But we've talked earlier about their commitment to the run uh, these last few games, which I think is going to keep up as, as someone who watches the team every week. Uh, it's worked really well for them. And uh, so it, it's kind of hard to pin down his value. Uh, so I don't know if that's enough or not. So I actually put another option on here. Um, if, if he thinks like, oh, that's too cheap for him, he likes some more. I actually put it in two calculators, by the way. DTC had it as easily the Amon-Ra and uh, tight end side, and uh, the Dynasty Trade Analyzer for DLF had it easily for the Miles Sanders side. So it <laughs> uh, depends on what he thinks of Miles Sanders. Uh, but if he didn't, if he didn't like that, he's like, no, that's that's not enough for Miles Sanders, and you didn't really. There's not a lot else there that you can add because I think he he should if he if he isn't going to go into a, not not rebuild but necessarily but start looking towards 2022. He he really should be because his team is not not, not doing anything this year. He's four and six, ninth place, eighth in points. Uh, he he's not going anywhere. So, but if if, if he thinks he can compete or. He just doesn't like that that value. I, I said uh, maybe throwing out a piece like Amon Ra, or I might even be willing to do one of the tight ends uh, for for Antonio Brown. Uh, there's reports coming out today that he's getting Oof. close. Uh, Brady loves him. He's uh, he he only played five games so far this year, but he's he's wide receiver four points per game on the year from those five games, and that's with a two point seven for one of those games. So, uh, yeah. So uh, even with all the talent there in Tampa Bay, I still think he's when healthy, probably the lead dog. Cause Brady loves throwing to him. Uh, and uh, it's a nice piece. You could add very cheap because he has essentially no dynasty value, you know, to any team. Cause yep. he, we don't even know if he's going to be playing next year. So uh, it, it's a great contender piece. 
Uh, and like I said, old school, it looks like he was clearly trying to compete. He has a lot of older guys on his team, but it's not working out. So he should be looking to at least dump some of these guys to get what he can, especially a guy, for instance, like Antonio Brown, who, who's good, who may have zero value after the season. Well, so I, I did. I actually sent that trade while you were talking. I was like, <laughs> let me send it. Let me. I just sent Amon Ross St. Brown and Dalton Schultz for Miles Sanders. Who's, who, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I love it. I think that's a terrific idea because – I'm not real high on Sanders either, but uh, at that point, I mean, if I'm rebuilding and I have Sanders, I want out. I mean, I just, there's, there's no consistency. There's no guarantee. Like running backs are tricky anyway. Tight ends take a little longer. Dalton Schultz is still kind of a starter tight end in a lot of leagues. Tight end premium comes in handy. Amon Ra, a lot of people seem to like. I've got so many shares of Amon Ra. It's ridiculous. So I love sending that away. Yeah, um, and, to- and Amon Ra is a guy I don't see ever being more than like what he is now. Well, I think he could go up a little bit if they get a better quarterback, right? If that team does something in the offseason and, and does a splash somewhere and trades for someone or whatever, like maybe he could be somebody. But again, I've got so many shares of that guy and across so many rosters. It's like I'm kind of overinvested as a portfolio, as, as Scott would say. But I also think that, I mean, Antonio Brown worries me a little bit. He didn't practice today. And now there's this drama around the vaccine card and stuff. Like, will the league come down and fine him or, or suspend him? Or will he just quit playing? I mean, AB is one of those guys that I've been on that ride for so many years. And during his ups and downs with the whole, you know, the Raiders stint and all this, like, I, I'm not against that for Amon Ra. I think that's a pretty fair price, especially for a contender. But I'd want to see him play before I make that trade. But I do like the Miles Sanders. But I, I will say I did put this on here before the vaccine card. Yes, came out. yes, uh, that is fair. That's fair. And, Scott, and with Sanders, was... I was just going to say with oh. Sanders, like I said, the renew came over to the run. Plus, uh, they do have a very nice schedule coming up. Yes, uh, yes. You know, as we talked about earlier as well with Washington. When I'm not starting either of those, Amon Ra or Schultz anyway. So it's just exactly. you know, it's adding running back depth. I like that. But yeah, Scott, what was yours? I like the idea you're going for here. So. What do you got? Yeah. So uh, part part of my write up was just basically saying that, you know, your starters are probably the best in the league, if not probably, definitely. Um, but, you know, one and even one going down or underperforming probably isn't going to hurt you, to be honest. Right. Um, but you know how this goes, right? We have we still have a few weeks left and then you hit the playoffs and you have, you know, one injury and then you're, you know, so the the thing for me is uh i love the studs you know that you've you've built around um i i was in a similar situation and so this is why i try to think of this from a different angle like i think you can go out and and buy players like rocky said like just adding some depth which you know i I think you've probably already explored that or you've looked at kind of the bottom teams and there's really no veterans to get cheap which is what i saw so I was just thinking uh, in one of my leagues where I took over an orphan and I won the second year. I'm well on my way to winning another one. I was like, I want to win three, you know, like I know we got to get to two first. I know, I know that, but without hurting myself in any way, right. could I get rid of some pieces to maybe get younger and or get depth? Um, and so, you know, James Connor is probably first for me to move, but I think in this case, you're probably better off keeping him because again, you want to win this year, you know? Yeah. So let's, let's keep on that path and doing that, uh, with Cam Newton suddenly getting some renewed value. I saw a trade yesterday in one of my leagues, Cam Newton straight up for JK Dobbins. And Come I about on. fell out of my chair because I was like, wow. this is this, that's gotta be one of the worst trades I've ever seen. But here's the thing. If there are if there are trades like that out there, 
then would it be so far-fetched to kind of throw him in with a guy like you just lost Robert Woods in this league, right? Yep. So what if we go get you a younger receiver, somebody that could help you maybe now if you need him, um, but definitely next year and in the future, right? So uh, now the contenders, a couple of the other contenders up there with you, you don't necessarily want to give them somebody that could hurt you, right? So that's why I like the idea of moving Woods, who's not going to score any points against you. And to be perfectly honest, I think Cam is terrible. So I don't think he's going to hurt. In fact, I would be begging my opponents to start Cam Newton against me in the playoffs. Like, let's go. Um, But really, the only contender that would need or want a quarterback like that would be Madman. And he, he lost Henry. And Chubb is on COVID list, and he doesn't have much else at running back. So if he may be kind of turning the corner thinking, ah, you know what, maybe this isn't the year. And so in that case, this isn't going to work out. But if he thinks he still has a shot, which he does have a pretty good team overall, but he could use a quarterback to kind of put him over the top. I would say, you know, maybe throw out Cam and Woods for like T Higgins. Maybe you lose a little bit of value on that. But long term, you're gaining significant value, in my opinion. Um, and part of that is just, you know, Woods this late in the year with the ACL, he may not start off next year strong or really even have a great year. I think Van Jefferson, even though he didn't look good, uh, Monday night, I think he can really step in for that role, which is another reason I didn't think OBJ made any sense. Cause I think they've been grooming Van Jefferson for that, for this moment. So I'm very confused by that. But anyway, uh, I think there's, there's opportunity there for you to kind of, not hurt yourself, but also help yourself short-term a little bit, but long-term even more. So that's just kind of just thinking outside the box a little bit, going a different direction for you. No, I like it. And that's another one. I'm going to send that one too. Let's I start the, start the talks with it because I, th- I do think value wise Woods is worth more than Higgins. I, I like Woods yeah. more than Higgins. And then yes. adding Cam to that, which again is a quarterback at a super flex right now, kind of gives you some, some need right now. So it's kind of like your mix of your best of both worlds, which is what I really liked about it, where it's like I am losing a receipt if I'm, you know, if I'm madman. And again, this is Dynasty Trades HQ. They, they, we trade. This league is really active. Right. And it's all about values. And, and these guys are every every all three of them have their own team. It's not they're not sharing a team. Right. So Shane Shane's team is terrible. I love you, Shane. But geez, your team is just <laughs> terrible. In this he doesn't it's even so have funny. anyone on taxi. No, like, what is no. he doing? He doesn't even have a full roster. God bless him. But um, <laughs> no, but. I, he just doesn't care. He's given up at this point in this league. Shane, but, no, add but, me no. as your co-manager. I'll get you some taxi squad players that will hit and win this for you. There was a trade. Actually, I think there was a trade that he and I did earlier this year. And I looked at his team. I was like, this is it. Um, but I, <laughs> it was one where I actually sent Debo and I got Woods back. And I mean, there were some other pieces. And I was okay. like, you know, I really didn't know if Debo it was like week two or something. I didn't know if Debo was going to be the guy. And I really thought Woods was going to be the guy this year with Stafford. And it didn't end up. I wouldn't say it hurt me. It didn't end up out though so in any case in any case i do think i agree with what you're saying if, if uh, jeremy thinks he's still in it then this is probably not a terrible trade because he gets a quarterback for a couple of weeks when he needs him the most as the other guys are struggling and baker's hurt and all this but if, if you're rebuilding it might be worth doing either way because honestly higgins for wood straight up might be worth it if you're rebuilding i mean like Agreed. you could look at the logic there and say higgins actually hasn't been that great so again i'm going to send this one he can listen to the podcast if he wants he can hear it but the other thing I wanted to say before we, we get off this team is I, I only have my fifth round pick this year and my fourth and fifth next year. Like I have, this is the one league I've got where I'm like, send all my picks. I'm going all in. Cause I won last year. I'd love to go back to back in the listener league with these guys. Definitely. They're really good players. I'm like, I'm doing it. Let's do it. Let's go all in. So 
appreciate the help. If I can somehow pull off a, a back-to-back, I'll be really happy in this. So, yeah, appreciate the help, guys. Before yep. we move on to the next one, I just wanted to say I love this trade. I like Scott Gunn, yeah. sort of a different angle than what I did. Um, but Because I, I, I would much rather have Higgins than Woods. Uh, to me, I don't know what, what Woods' value is as a, a 30-year-old coming off a, an ACL injury. Uh, everyone hates 30-year-olds to begin with, 30-year-old wide receivers. So uh, I love getting Higgins, and I, I think he's a little undervalued at this point. Uh, I know he's the two in Cincinnati, but I still think he produced still getting a ton of targets. So I, I love this trade uh, if you yeah. can get Man Man to do it. So I sent them both. We'll see. I'll, I'll update you guys in the next week or so. We'll we'll talk about the trades. But yeah, it, by Tuesday's show, awesome. uh, Rocky, we'll have an idea of one of them went through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess uh, I, I don't know if either of you two had this up to share it, but uh, Scott, if you want to get into sort of the settings and roster for for your uh, league, and then we'll get into our trade. Yeah. So I had a I had a really tough time because like I was always jealous of like all the listeners that got to send in their leagues. I'm like, you know how many leagues I want your opinions on? You know how many leagues <laughs> yeah. I could put in here? I was like, we could do a whole FMAT season on my leagues. Like, you know, so I had a really know, hard Scott's time. Got like 50. Find really Scott hard trade. It's a whole deciding. new podcast, folks. We're just going to find Scott a trade every week. <laughs> yeah, it's the name of the pod. Find you know what? We're going to start a podcast. Yeah, find me a trade. Um, like so I, I decided to go with one that I'm kind of – like like you said, Rocky, like I, I'm maybe on the way up, hopefully um, more of a contender than a rebuilder at this point. Um, but kind of like I've done so much, like what else can I do? And the other part of it is it's the safe leagues. And so I don't even know if we have like a, a group me chat or anything, like I have no communication <laughs> with these people. There's enough activity. It's not one of those where it's completely dead. Like I do get some random offers and stuff. And I've had some like, you know, those where you send a trade with a note type of thing and you kind of go back and forth a little bit. So there there's enough active people in here that I think it, it was worth it to do this one. But this is more of kind of like maybe sending out some blind trades here and just, just figuring things out as opposed to having more of the relationship. So and, and also, this is kind of a really unique one because this was a league um, that I did. I, I looked back and I thought there's no way I did this startup because I don't even like any of these players. Like, there's no way I would have drafted them. And so, like, I, know you I was put those notes on there. I didn't think you're this startup that some of these picks you listed were as bad as you made them out to be. So, okay. <laughs> but I, th- I guess it's because I didn't, I didn't necessarily like, but this is the problem when you're in so many leagues and especially that year, I was doing so many startups. And so I was kind of going contrarian to my own views just to have something because I don't want the same players oh, yeah. in every league. Right. right. And so I too. had like the eighth pick, I think. And so it was like the 108. But basically, I think a bunch of running backs went with maybe the exception of like two quarterbacks and which is just think about that and super flex for a minute, you know, that's like, the way it used to be. Scott. That's right. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like just two years. Um, I remember that. Yeah. So I take Hopkins who's old already, you know, and that was a couple of years ago, right? One Oh eight. Um, I take Baker Mayfield. I don't even like ba- what, who take, why, why, Oh, um, that, was, that was Baker season. That was the year he was like I, the QB three or whatever. It must have been after his rookie year, right? Or yeah. whatever year. What? Well, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, that so, was going into his second year, I believe. 
I, I think the best I can recall is that I wanted a stud receiver. I wanted a good young running back and a couple of young quarterbacks to kind of build around and then take it from there. And so it was Hopkins, Baker, Monty, Jared Goff, Daryl Henderson, Tyler Lockett, AJ Green. Those were my first seven picks. Think about that now. Like that's literally worth nothing. That That's terrible. I traded my eighth and ninth to me pick. That you took Daryl Henderson in the fifth in 2019. I'm as a rookie. I'm so confused by that because I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even take him in rookie drafts. I have like one share. No I don't. That's you know what I'm saying. Like no yeah. Stradamus over here. He knew in two years Same. he was going to be valuable. Yeah, very strange. Very strange. So eighth and ninth pick I traded, which ended up being my saving grace, as you'll see, because in the tenth round I also I took uh, Haskins, Dwayne Haskins. So those are my three young quarterbacks: <laughs> Baker, Goff, and Haskins. Oh, yikes! However, this is why it's important to do the late rounds of your drafts. Take those lottery tickets, take those shots, because you don't know what these guys are going to turn into. Um, so Mark Andrews in the 11th, Deontay Johnson, Michael Gallup, Mike Gesicki in the 20th, Miles Gaskin in the 22nd, DJ Shark in the 25th. Like, obviously this year, some of these guys haven't done much, but I mean, Shark in the 25th, like that, I should have traded him at that point, right? Um, okay. Well, I ended up getting some picks, and I think this this has got to be the best rookie draft I've ever had. I can't imagine I would have done better at any point. Because um, again, I was looking at this, and I was like, "Is this my league? Am I looking at the right league?" Because I don't I don't remember this startup. And then I'm thinking this rookie draft. I'm like, I should just be telling everyone about this rookie draft because this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened. So think about this: it's a super flex league, and 101, I take Jonathan Taylor. What? Why did I do that? Why? <laughs> I are you sure this wasn't an orphan you took over? No, I'm positive. I'm positive because I looked back in the history. I I looked back, I went back to the league years, and I I literally spent so much time because I was so confused and I just couldn't figure it out. So I promise you, it 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 was just just checking just because that is so not like you. Wow, it's so strange. So I take Jonathan Taylor at 101. So if anybody ever wants to question my Jonathan Taylor love, I mean, (laughs) so here's the thing I knew. I knew that the the league liked running backs and I figured, you know what, whatever my quarterbacks, you know, they suck, we'll figure it out. So maybe I was taking a Rocky approach, obviously, <laughs> but at, get this at 104 Burrow falls to me. So I end up getting Taylor at 101 Burrow at 104. Then my, my guy CD lamb went at 108. So I didn't get him, but I took Judy at 110, Justin Jefferson at 201 and Jalen hurts at 301. So I'm like, now I just went from like this is this is the shittiest startup. Like you are a dumbass. You don't know anything about dynasty. To like this is the greatest rookie draft of all time. I need to just share this and show everyone and write articles and just live on this for the rest of my life because this is incredible. I'm reminded of like Dumb and Dumber. Like, can you go and totally redeem yourself? You know, like just pulled it right back together. That was a brilliant draft. Uh, I mean, what are what are the chances, right? I mean, jeez. Yeah. So now, okay, now that we've set the stage here. So I I do have a bunch of starting quarterbacks. I have Burrow, Darnold, if you want to call him one, Goff, uh, Hertz, Baker. So I have a bunch of starters, nobody really killing it. But, you know, I obviously Hertz is and I I love Burrow long term. So those are kind of my guys there. I've tried to move some of those quarterbacks like Baker, Goff, Darnold. I just haven't been successful in doing so. 
running back is a bit lacking. I have I have Monty and Henderson and Gaskin all still on my roster, believe it or not. And I have a couple other guys, Naheem Hines types that, you know, maybe can fill in here and there. But the the strength and core of my roster is the wide receivers. Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Hopkins, Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, Michael Gallup, DJ Shark, Odell Beckham, AJ Green. So I could pretty much go nine deep there at any given week. Um, you know, which well, at least I thought so before the season. And then, you know, Beckham gets, you know, gets cut and Shark gets hurt and Gallup got hurt and Green got COVID and Hopkins is hurt and Judy got hurt at one point. So it's and Lockett lost his quarterback. And so, you know, it's been it's been a little rougher than it should be, but I think everybody's kind of coming back healthy now. Um, and I've got a decent tight end group. This one, this one is a super flex, but it's not tight end premium. Um, I don't have, I, it's weird. Most of my safe leagues are both. So I'm not sure why this one isn't, uh, but Mark Andrews and Mike Kosicki there is, is decent enough for me. So I'll take it. Okay. Um, I I'll get into mine before I do. I just wanted to mention, cause we, you know, obviously we're recording during the game. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. They, the, 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 the mm-hmm. Atlanta, we're talking about how bad the Atlanta Falcons offense is. They, they've had two quarterbacks throw a pick six and three throw an interception tonight. So what? I didn't even know they had three quarterbacks got in the game. One of there's, there's a, well, only one pick six. No, I think Ryan threw one too, didn't he? No, no oh, there okay. was, uh, was born, I think, okay. the, the other touchdown. But yeah, all three quarterbacks that have played Felipe Frank, Josh Rosen, and Matt Ryan all threw an interception. I thought I thought Ryan also. Yeah. I knew Rosen threw a pick six. Okay, I, my bad. Just but still, go Patriots defense. I got three quarterbacks, three league, interceptions. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, wow. so I, I mentioned in our, our little group chat. I'm not sure if Scott will like this trade, but I haven't looked. I, I haven't uh, looked. Okay. Um, well, it's what I came up with. Um, this one was tough. Um, because there's there's so few teams out of it in this league, it's bizarre. Right. From fourth through tenth, they're all between four and six, and six and four. So you know the normal go to move here is you know try and find the bottom feeding teams and and get, get, grab one of their older players to make those two have traded away everything already. So yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, this is one where I yet to I hope the guy doesn't think he he's four and six he he's like the ninth place team so I have to hope he's not still thinking he's in it maybe he does but he's like ninth in points as well so he's probably not but um, if he's ready to, to to look to next year it makes some sense um, so uh, my trade was Jerry Judy and your first. Uh, which it was weird. Everybody in the league has their own picks. Like literally every Safe, single person. So let me point this out. Safe leagues changed it. So now your picks aren't available until you pay for next year. And mm-hmm. so now I'm pissed oh, wow. at safe leagues because my contenders, I can't trade my picks to go all in and my rebuilders, I can't trade for picks. So I'm really not sure happy. You can. Just it's a dynasty. Just pay the money. You're fine. No. What do you, why not? Yeah, but no, no, no. I can. I can get my picks. Oh, but the if other I'm, guys aren't. If yeah. I'm rebuilding, there's no picks for me to get. No, so I, I don't know if this is going to work because my trade involves picks. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. Good point. We'll see. Okay. Mine was trade Jerry Judy and your first to uh, Timmy the Fox for Eckler in his second. Uh, there's a lot of Judy triggers out there. I am not one of them. Uh, I like Judy. He's a great NFL player, I think. 
maybe not great, but a very good NFL player, great route runner. Um, but I see him as a uh, ceiling is kind of high end wide receiver two who kind of lives off of volume, gets six, seven, eight catches a game, but, but isn't that explosive guy. So he's a guy I like moving. He's probably your like wide receiver five at this point. Uh, so, uh, and your running backs, you have, uh, what do you have? Monty and I'm forgetting the other guy. And, uh, I don't have in that's front it. Of me. Henderson. Yeah. Henderson, yeah, yeah, and, and not much else beyond that. So I love getting Eckler to a add depth and b really upgrade your lineup. He's basically probably replacing like a Judy or a Gasicki or something no, with no premium in your lineup. So sure. and, and I don't know if people realize that he's basically the RB two right now with no Henry. Like uh, of guys who are healthy, it's J- JT and then Eckler in PPR. So uh, wow. I, I like getting the upgrade. Uh, like I said, I'm not a huge Judy guy anyway. You have young receivers as well, so it's not a big deal to move on from them. Um, and but I'm hoping that maybe this guy is a Judy truther, or he sees Judy plus a first for a 26 year old running back. And also, the pick difference could end up not being that much anyway. Not right, <laughs> so, right. So, it looks like it might be a lot, but it really may only be you know four or five picks if that. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. You get a major upgrade for this year, helps you make that push to maybe get up into those top, you know, compete with those top three teams that are ahead of you. So so that's what I yeah. was looking at. Okay, all right. Well, and I'll jump in here. I thought that was actually a pretty clever trade too because Judy has a lot of value to some people, right? Some people look at Judy like, oh my God, he's the best. And, and Eckler, he could get hurt. He's a running back. He's fragile. I don't know. I went out. So I thought that was actually a pretty solid trade to kind of pivot a little bit. Yeah, you're moving a first, but you're getting a second. So you're not really losing that much weak draft class. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, I like that trade. One one other thing I wanted to mention before Andrew got in his streak, because I put it in my notes because I wanted to say it here, which was that, uh, that his, uh, you know, even his volume that he's get he's got in the games he's played this year and, and some to some extent last year is equated to a high of 13.2 fantasy points this Yikes. year. And he's had two games in his entire career over 14.1, I mean, which is obviously only a year and a half, but oh, he's only had two games over 14.2 or 14. It's, wow. it's so QP dependent though. Like there's so much hope and optimism and, and like next year when they get a quarterback, he's going to be, we don't know that. We know. Like, yeah. I mean, people say, there. oh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers might go there, but it, it may be Teddy again. It may be, yep. you know, Case Keenum Drew again Locke. for all we know. Josh Drew Rosen, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Jalen Hurts. Marcus Mariota. <laughs> you honestly, we have no idea. Okay, but Andrew, you can get into two years and we'll finish up here. Yeah, so mine wasn't as big, but I, I think I was kind of solving the same problem. I feel like the running back room needs a little help, right? I, I just feel like there is the only the only real yeah. weak spot on this roster is the running backs. And that's not yep. that's which not is a typical negative. of my teams. Yeah. So yes. That's not a negative, but this is the time of year where you can pivot, right? And so Gaston mm-hmm. Flex is the team I'm looking at, sending Chark yes. and Gallup, who He's I think both yeah, who both have a lot of dynasty appeal. I think a lot of people like Chark coming back to that offense, or even he goes to a different team. We don't really know where he's going to be all the way next year. Gallup, same kind of thing. He could go to a new team, find a new home. There's a lot of optimism around him. Um, I do think both of those players are very talented and have a lot of future potential, you know, three to five year kind of, you know, receivers in dynasty. And in return, you get the rookie Stevenson who played tonight. Now that might, obviously that trade is tricky because he's already played, but Stevenson and De- uh, Deonta Foreman, who I think has zero value in, in Dynasty other than he's a waiver pickup. But again, if you're going for a title, you're looking for a little depth down the run here. I think, again, a rookie running back on New England. And even if I'm rebuilding, I don't know if I want that because who knows what that team's going to look like next year. They don't do a really good job of filtering through one player. And Harris right. has looked well, but who knows? So 
I feel like if I'm Gaston Flex and I've got that team, he's got, again, he's got Trevor Lawrence. He's got LaVisca Chenault. Maybe he doesn't want Chark also, but at the same time, maybe we go all in on Jacksonville and just sort of ride that new team, get Lawrence underneath him. That team could be a bomb team next year if Jacksonville's, you know, 14 and three. That's, that's saying a lot, but you get what I mean. Like he right, could decide right. to go bank on that. And like we've all said, I mean, that doesn't mean you have to start him next year, right? Just trade for the value. And I think if you get somebody like Chark and Gallup on your roster, they're going to accrue value. Chark's not, he's already hurt. He's out. He's not going anywhere. And I think Gallup really has a good chance in March to boom in value. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, running backs are a little iffy, but I think that that would help your running back room a lot. Even if Foreman only gets two games worth of start worthy, I think that's worth it. So do you think that has a chance or do you like where I'm going with that? Yeah, and and I know this guy in particular. Um, I actually made a trade with him uh, earlier this season, so I know he's active and he's trying to get that potential and that talent. And that's kind of what I like too. Is like I can play the well. What if Shark or what if Gallup does this or that? But that's again, that's the what if. It's there's nothing concrete there. There's nothing guaranteed. Like there is potential for it, but let's leave the potential to the rebuilding teams and let's take the guys that are going to get the points for you and. You know, Stevenson's a guy that I do like a lot. Um, and I think he'd be great for this roster because I can plug him in any given week. And even if he's not like doing what he did last week, obviously, but he's going to have a role, he's going to get points. And so, and sometimes that's all you need when you're trying to go for it. When he got 75 yards, I mean, like, that's not bad. I mean, he's splitting time and all this. It's not terrific, but I mean, in, in standard leagues and obviously safe leagues is PPR, he had a catch. So it's like, you know, 8.5 points. It's not great, but for a flex worthy buy kind of thing. I mean, yeah. we got buys going into week 14. I mean, you got to pay attention to that later in the season. I'm in a safe leagues myself. And whenever I'm crafting a trade for like what you said before, I almost always don't look at picks until I right. know they have them to trade because right. there are some teams too that have traded for a pick, but they haven't paid. So that pick is now sitting behind a wall. They can't use. So there's a couple teams in, in a league that I'm in where there's a guy that's got three first, but he can't trade any of them because he hasn't paid oh. for his own year, which really? I get it. I get it. I like what they're doing there, but the thought process can be a little harmful to trading and make it a little less active, which then right. leads to more turnover. Yeah. And so it's kind of a fine line. And I know Scott's doing everything he can. Scott Fish and, and the the guys over at Safe Leagues. I think yeah. this was a new one for COVID. I think this is when they instituted that rule because they were afraid a lot of people would leave. So maybe that rule I, goes away. I, but I, that's I just, get it. Yeah. But I also think that they do such a great job of like filling, filling orphans. those orphans and getting all that. They have the system in place for it. So I don't know why you're hurting your existing customers. So I'm not a fan. However, I did notice that if you join a new one, you pay for two years. Right. And that's so what your doing picks are transitioning so, a little so bit. So maybe, that. yeah, we're going. So yeah. And that, that would be okay with me, but otherwise I don't, honestly, I might end up having to give up my rebuilding teams on safe leagues because I can't, rebuild the way i want to especially when i'm trading you know seconds for thirds and thirds for and doing all those you know uh, it just something else that you hit on too is the communication isn't necessarily as easy i mean my mfl doesn't really have a real good chat room i mean they have but no one uses it and then there's the message board but no one uses it there's the messages through trades which is nice but that's such a spotty way to communicate i mean yeah i've had people send me offers where it's like my nothing or they're nothing for my player. Like, what are you looking for? Like, cause that's the only way to communicate. Right, it's like, right. it's kind of crappy. So again, if, if you don't have a groupie or something that changes it, and if you're in a league that's not very active or you can already tell there are some managers that are going to be, you know, turning over and things like that. It's like, man, I, it's, it's tricky. So yeah, I, I tend to craft trades on player values alone. Also with it being safe leagues, there's no IR, there's no taxi. 
It's 28 right. guys flat out. And so I almost always try to build a two for two or a three for three or, you know, so that way it can be accepted by whenever they see yes. it. You don't have to worry about it. Moving a taxi squad guy or you know, if, if there is a point. pick, I still do three and three in a pick. You know what I mean? Like, so that way, if they want it, they can accept it because there's nothing more annoying than sending a trade, like receiving a trade. And you're like, OK, well, now I got to drop two players like, OK, well, that's more work for me to go look at. I'll just deny the trade. You know, honestly, like I've done that where I'm like, I don't got time right now. I'm just it's not it's it's close, but not close enough for me to bother. Right. It happened to me like, two days ago. When he when he offered me Henry for Fournette in a second and I tried to accept and it's like, you'll be over the limit. You need to drop somebody. And I just was thinking it's telling me that. So I went and dropped someone I tried to accept. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm I'm giving up two for one. He needs to drop somebody. So I was like, damn it. So I just dropped somebody for no reason. And then so what I did is I countered back with like. I just picked like the crappiest player on his roster. Oh, I, I do that like, all the time. I do that the, all the time. Like, just, the who, who would I drop? The trade. Yeah. Who would I drop? That's the guy I would drop. Tajay Sharp. Let me add him right. to the trade and make it even, right? Because right. I, mean, I feel like that's. And then you yeah. get the guys that respond. That's a back great like, point. I'm not interested in those two guys. I'm like, dude, I'm just throwing them in the trade to balance a three for three. Like, I know right. you don't want them. Like, that's not the point. Like, you're gonna have to take. Then you drop them. Like, take the trade and drop them. I don't care. But like, I don't. It's just. It's. Oh, it's. It's a little frustrating. But that's. Part of the charm of it too, right? Is that it's got its own little <laughs> right. rules and caveats right. and it's its own platform and all this. So yeah, I, I like safe leagues. I'm in a DLF league too with the on, on MFL that's kind of run by them. So it's it's good getting some of that experience. But yeah, the communication part is is tough. Yeah. I, I'm not in any safe leagues and, and you guys aren't exactly enticing me to do so. <laughs> well, it, it has some it is nice for value. I do like some of the the ways that they have leagues set up and everything. They're active players. You you don't have a lot of turnover. And even if you do, it's filled quickly. So I like a lot of that. The leagues don't fold. So at least you got that going for you. Yeah, and obviously I love Scott, but I, I do right. not love the paying for for trading future yeah. picks for in any league. Um and like as long as uh, I get that there's some bad commissioners it's because it's out random. there. It's because it's random people. Like if, if you like home leagues, like I'm in a home dynasty league, we don't pay for anything, but this year, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but with these, it's becoming, there's so many of these leagues. I feel like you have to do that. You have to kind of cover your butt a little more. And, and I guess Scott's doing platform. it with how many leagues he's got going on right. all that. I, I hate it more in general in, 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 in like I'm in, I commission a bunch of leagues that are a bit, they were originally a lot of them were random people. Like I, yeah. there's a few people I pulled in, like from knowing from like trade X three and some of my leagues and stuff like that. But, and I, I've never had a problem filling an orphan. I've never had, you know, in today's dynasty world, you can throw a team on Twitter and there'll be 20 people who say, Oh yeah, I want right. that challenge. I don't care that he has no picks and, right. and that his roster is horrible. I I'm good enough that I can rebuild this team. So yeah, uh, I, that's why I just hate the trading future picks, uh, paying for trading future picks thing. I, I get, I guess, why Scott has to do it, but and that's odd to me. You said no taxi and and no IR, no ta- twenty eight man rosters, Correct. no taxi, no IR. It's actually well, a lot no, easier to manage too. So there's no taxi, so that you can't use the loophole of hiding hiding players and not getting the potential points because yeah, like everything's taking... done by potential points. Yep. So that's that's why it's that. And then the IR, honestly. All that happens is there were like IR violations and people can't set lineups and then lineups don't get in and then that yeah. screws up then safely is safe just dealing with all that. It's not like so, when well, there's one like me commissioning a league where someone can easily there contact me and say I can't up you know I can't move my guy exactly. Up, I can't, and you get people emailing him on Sunday morning. Why can't I set a lineup? Like right. we have an IR violation because the guy went to questionable on Sunday right. from COVID or whatever. So that I mean again I like it for that because. I am in a, a couple like that HQ league we were just talking about is is 10 IR 10 taxi 
And I made sure I have as many spots filled as I can. You know what I mean? It's a deep league. You got to hold Absolutely. those guys. Like I got Marcus Stevenson on IR. Like, why not? You know what I mean? Like he's free. Um, so again, like there's a whole nother layer of management to that. You know, and the, the bottom of your roster is much deeper. I don't mind it on a 28 team, like a 28 player roster, like having a little bit on the waivers is kind of fun. And, you know, you get that Wednesday waiver run at one o'clock, just like I said, you know, Scott Fishbowl and all that. And then it's free agency after that. I love that because a lot of my sleeper leagues aren't free agency leagues. So, I mean, there are definitely some pros to it. And I like it as a platform, as a, you know, difference maker, you know, something different than everything. I have some best ball dynasties on there that I like very much because I don't have to do anything with them. And so yeah. I don't care. And you can't trade during the season anyway. So it's kind of nice. I just build my roster, do my trades, and then let it ride during the season. And that's a yeah. <laughs> great, great platform for that. I, yep. I love that. Yep. But didn't they used to be 32 rosters? There are still some I think were... that are. There's like a, the basic, like this one's I the basic some. and the one I'm in are 28. There are some that are the more advanced ones I think are 32. Yeah, that's what it is. You're right. There's like a middle grade. There's like three tiers of pay in, buy in, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But anyway, we've done enough uh, promoting yeah. for safe yes, leagues. This yes, we've <laughs> talked a lot about safe leagues at the end here. So we should probably finish this up because, as usual, we've gone really, 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 really long. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I just want to remind everybody uh, where you can find us at Dynasty Junkies on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Dynasty FF Addict. He's at Scott underscore Sidlow and Andrew's at Andrew at Andrew Hall FF. Uh, you can follow the DAP network at DAP underscore network. Also, make sure you subscribe to the DAP network YouTube page so you can see us when we go live. You can see Fantasy Timeline when they go live. Occasionally, Trade Addicts goes live. So all you get all that good stuff. Um, you can watch us and, 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 and see these rosters when we pop them up and all this other good stuff. So um so make sure you're subscribing there make sure you're subscribing to us uh if you can also please give a rating and review really helps us out and uh i think that will do it for this week uh scott i'll let you take us out Alrighty, thanks to all of our people in the comments we love you guys we love uh the interaction there thanks to nick Guzzi for submitting your find me a trade on this. Uh, I mean, how special is that? You got to be on with with all three of us on that. So that's pretty <laughs> cool, right? So uh, from a man, Andrew Hall, for Rocky Petrella, I'm Scott Sidlow. Junkies out. <laughs>